Good evening, and welcome to People of Note on Classic 1027. I'm Richard Koch, and every Sunday at this time, 6 to 9, we talk to someone who is a person of note and listen to music of their choice. My guest in tonight's program is Natasha Moodley, who is the training manager for Kumon Africa. Good evening and welcome. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure being here. And I need to know, and so do the listeners, what Kumon Africa is. So before we do anything else, you need to tell us that. Okay. So Kumon um, Education is a maths and English program. Um, it's a worldwide company, and we focus on developing children, both in maths and English. But alongside that, it's the life skills aspect as well. Life skills being? So the ability to persevere, the ability to have the discipline to continue, to have a time routine, a, a specific study manner, to be able to learn on their own without um, looking to someone to teach them. So it's more about developing the self-learning skills within children. And organizing your life. Yes. It's very interesting because um, music, serious music programs, and I mean serious as in uh, really authentic music programs are also a sort of a life skills study mm -hmm. about how to organize your practicing, how to organize your music, how to organize everything. And so there's a, there's a strong correlation between whatever you're doing and what we are doing in the world of music as well. And I'm sure that uh, Kumon in many ways is connected to what we do as musicians because of the connection between maths and music, which is quite strong. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And is it spread widely over South Africa and Africa? Um, yes, we have over 22,000 students um, at the moment. We are in, we, we quite, um, we're a lot in South Africa, but we also have centers in Namibia, Botswana, Zambia, and Kenya. So that's the extent of our spread in Africa. And is it growing? Absolutely. Every month we're training uh, new franchisees, we're opening new centers, giving opportunities to students to study. And we're going to hear a lot more about this. And I do apologize to our listeners for the strange grinding sounds in the background, but there's drilling going on somewhere in our building here in Melrose Arch. So you're going to hear these strange uh, African cricket noises every now and then. But let's listen to your first choice of music, which is by Franz Liszt. And it's the Hungarian Rhapsody Number no. 2, played by Vessel van Veik. That was the Hungarian Rhapsody Number no. 2 in C-sharp minor by Franz Liszt, played by Vessel van Veik. Now, the pieces of music in this program, I think, Natasha, have been chosen by various people from your Kumon organization, have they? Yes, that's right. Our instructors have sent through their request. That's specific piece was from Esther Kutzer. So we're happy to be able to share the choices of all our instructors here today. Of whom you have many? Um, yes, we do. When you say 20,000 students, that's quite a lot of students. Mm. And are they at particular schools or where are they? How do you find so them? So we have 220 centers across um, Africa and each of these centers are owned by franchisees. So it's independent of a school. Okay. So they have a venue that they operate from. Um, they uh, come to Kumon and we train them with the full Kumon method. Um, they then have the license to operate Kumon from a specific venue. This doesn't happen during school hours. It normally happens after school hours or on a Saturday. Yeah. So, so it's like an extra maths thing. Absolutely. It's like an extra maths. Are there teachers who do it in school though as well? Not during um, school hours. It's not part of the curriculum. But we do have many, many of our instructors who are teachers and then do Kumon as well. Alongside standard methods of teaching maths? I think it's more over and above um, the maths. And what it does, the, the Kumon method supports any curriculum. So the Kumon method is designed so that children have the ability to transfer this, 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 this way of thinking um, to any subject at school. So it's, an, it's a sort of organizing your brain activity. Oh, that's actually a great way of putting it. That's actually a great way of putting it. What we want to do at Kumon is actually make students smarter. All children are smart. We know this. All children have the potential to be the best that they can do. But how do we bring that out? That's what Kumon's all about, bringing that potential out, developing that ability so that they can apply themselves, just use their brain more fully. 
Well, after we've heard the next bit of music, I want you to tell us what it is that you do that helps to do this. So your next choice of music is by Alaraka Rahman, and it's called Dilse. That unusual choice of music was called Alaraka Rahman, uh, by Alaraka Rahman, called Dilse, and the choice of Natasha Moodley. Is it your own choice? Yes, this was my choice. Tell um, us about it. Um, it holds a special place in my heart because um, it was the year I finished school and um, we were then exposed to Bollywood cinema and we had gone out and it was a very unusual story. Not so much the um, stereotypical running around trees, but rather an across the border love story between a Pakistani girl and a Hindu uh, boy and how they overcome overcame these um, the obstacles yeah. in their way. So, and it's also one of my best <coughs> friend's uh, favorite pieces. So um, that's a, you know, a contribution to her. Good. Uh, so where, where do you come from? A Durban. I was born in Durban and raised in Durban and I moved to Johannesburg in 2004. Um, and then I started with Kumon then. And what got you interested in Kumon? So I've always been interested in education. I used to teach a foundation phase when I was back in Durban. And when I came up to Johannesburg, I applied for this position here. And I felt that the values of Kumon closely aligned itself to my values, my personal values about uh, developing people and making a difference in the world. And I felt, wow, this is a miracle. This is a perfect fit for me. So um, I've, I've never turned back 13 years later. And did you have to go on training yourself? Then? Absolutely. Yes. The method itself is quite unique. It's, it's, uh, and, and coming from a teaching background, I think um, we feel it's teaching maths and English, and it's, it's not like that at all. So specific training is definitely needed. Um, so that's where I started off. And how does it go about its teaching methods? All right. Which are different to other teaching methods. Absolutely. So firstly, we don't consider it a teaching method. We consider it a learning method. We believe that everything that we can do, we can learn from children. So it's through observing children and what they can do that we're able to develop them further. So instead of putting in, we're drawing out. Um, we go back to the original meaning of um, education, educare, that means to draw out or to lead, right? And instead of cramming information in, we look at what the child can do, look at their abilities, and from that point say, okay, this is what we can do, what's the next step? And, and just wait with that expectation to develop this ability within children. So instead of teaching them one plus one is two, for example, we lead them to make that, draw that conclusion themselves. So there's actually no limit to what they can learn. Yeah. Now, I've always associated uh, Kumon with Kumon rods <laughs> or whatever they call blocks, bricks. What do they call those Kumon rods? Well, uh, do you, maybe they don't use them anymore, but they were rods of different sizes and different colors, which were used to show ratios and balances and oh, so on. Don't you don't know. use I, those no, anymore? No, no, no. I refer to them as counters. But um, okay. the beauty about Kumon is that it's pure mental calculation. It, uh, we don't use any abacus or counters or any crutches other than the child's brain, t developing the brain to think for themselves. Your next choice is from The Phantom of the Opera by Andrew Lloyd Webber. It's Music of the Night. Music of the Night from Phantom of the Opera by Andrew Lloyd Webber. The choice of Natasha Moodley's team. She's the training manager for Kumon Africa. Was that a choice of a particular person? That was from Richard Lowe. Thank you very much, Richard, for that uh, piece. And I just want to know now, what is the philosophy behind Kumon? We've talked a little bit about it, but perhaps there's a specific philosophy that uh, is appropriate here. I think let's start with our mission. And our mission at Kumon is to discover the potential of each individual and develop their ability to the maximum. And by doing this, we aim to foster sound, capable people and thus contribute to the global community. So our philosophy is that every child has potential. It's our job to discover that potential and from that develop this ability. 
And that's just what we do. And the reason we're doing that is we want to give back to society. We want to give back to the community. We want to develop sound, capable people, not just in maths and English. So the maths and the English is just a tool that we use. But we really want to develop that skill of self-learning, that, that, that ability to be able to tackle anything um, that comes your way. And it comes from where? So the founder of uh, the Kumon Method is Toru Kumon. In 1954, his son Takeshi came home and uh, mom found a crumpled up piece of paper in his pocket and it was a maths test. And oh my goodness, he didn't do very well. But the funny thing about this is that Toru Kumon was a high school maths teacher. So mom was, um, you know, you're a maths teacher and our son's failing maths, do something. So he looked at you know, what his son had brought home and he looked at the curriculum and he started handwriting um, sums on a page. And every um, afternoon, Takeshi would do these sums. Dad would then mark it and Takeshi would learn from his corrections. So we were going at Takeshi's pace. Dad would correct it, give him another example and he would learn from his corrections. By the end of that year, he was in grade two at the time, by the end of his grade two year, he was studying material from grade five. And that's the essence of Kumon, that through your own pace, you have the ability to study above grade level. And dad wasn't teaching him because, I mean, teachers and I mean, many of our listeners know as well. Teaching doesn't stop at 2.30. It goes on uh, for much longer. So dad wasn't there to teach him. So through self-learning, he was able to study beyond grade level. And from that point, you know, the neighbors were like, that's interesting. And then the surrounding communities, wow, that we, we won that kind of success as well. So in 1958, the company was established in Japan. And then it just spread across the world. It came to South Africa in 1991 as just a franchise. But in 1997, the first company was established in South Africa. So it's relatively recent in relatively, South Africa. Yes. yes. Your next choice is by Gabriel Fauré. It's the famous P.A. Jesu from the Requiem. René Fleming is the singer with the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra under Andreas Delfs. The famous P.A. Jesu from the Requiem by Gabriel Fauré. René Fleming was the singer there with the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra and Andreas Delfs was the conductor. And this is all uh, the choice of various Kumon operators in South Africa or trainers. And Natasha, Natasha Moodley from Kumon, she's the training manager, is my guest in People of Note. Now, you say that all these uh, centers are mm -hmm. around South Africa and you've got, uh, was it 220? 220. That's quite a lot. Are they mainly concentrated in the cities? Um, yes, they are. The, the highest concentrations are in the cities, definitely, but we have centers spread across the Northern Cape, um, the Free State, um, Pumalanga, Limpopo. So it's also in rural areas? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, yes. But it takes a teacher, somebody has to approach you to uh -huh. say, please train me. Absolutely. Is that how it works? So let me talk you through the, through the process. Um, there's franchise opportunities still available. So um, listeners, you're welcome to apply. You need to have the heart, that passion for, for wanting to develop children. I think that, that that's key. That's key. Everything else we can train. Um, so we have orientation sessions on a monthly basis. We have three key branches, one in Durban, one in Cape Town, and one in Johannesburg, in Rosebank. You're then invited to this information session or this orientation session where we tell you about the program. We tell you what it entails and what the expectations are. From that point, you're then decide, okay, actually, yes, this is what I want to do. This is a fantastic business opportunity. I have the opportunity not only to, to, to be a business person, but also to develop the community. So, yes, I'd like to sign on. And then um, we do an interview. You're invited to visit a center. And from that point on, um, you're invited to training. And how do people get hold of you? So we have a website, www.kumon.co.za. Um, and Kumon is K-U-M-O-N. That's right. .co.za. So on that website, you can learn a lot about the Kumon method itself. You can uh, learn about our different instructors, our franchisees across the, across the continent. And you also have opportunity to apply to be a franchisee should you want to do so. 
And how widespread is this in other parts of the world? I presume in Japan, where it started, it is very widespread, is it? So we're in 50 countries across the world. Um, I think the highest concentration would be in Japan and then North America. But we're fast spreading in Europe as well. So Africa and Europe work together as a region, and uh, we're spreading within Africa and Europe as well at the moment. Well, here comes the Queen of Sheba. This is by George Frederick Handel, the English concert under Trevor Pinnock. The arrival of the Queen of Sheba by George Frederick Handel, the English concert under Trevor Pinnock. And it's quite interesting that uh, that was chosen by Moira Malian. She's also one of your trainers or one of your instructors. Instructors, yes. yes. Why is there some subtle difference between an instructor and a trainer? So I'm the trainer in that I train the franchisees to become instructors. Instructors then instruct our students on uh, the Kumon method. So we don't use the word teacher. As I explained before, we really want to instruct and facilitate learning rather than teaching and and giving. And... uh, how did uh, did you just send around a message to all of these people saying send me your favorite piece absolutely we're very excited to be on your show yeah. uh, many of our instructors love your show yes. so we're like here's the golden opportunity um so please send through your requests and um the first 30 made it to the show well there you are so if you're a cumon instructor <laughs> or a, perhaps a cumon learner even yes. uh this is really chosen for you and if you are a Cumon instructor or learner, it would be interesting to hear from you also. Uh, you know, you can write in. Uh, my email address is rcock, that's my name, rcock at iafrica.com or richardcock at classicfm.co.za. And this program, people of note, is broadcast every Sunday from 6 to 9 here on Classic 1027. And we talk to someone who is has an interesting story to tell, basically. And this is an interesting story because I'm always interested in educational programs. And and this is linked uh, right now to the Suzuki uh, National Concert, which is coming up on the 20th of May. And uh, both of these systems come from Japan. Mm -hmm. And I think Suzuki and training musicians is very much about a training for life, also being able to organize your life and we'll hear more about that later what has it done for you oh my goodness has I it it's obviously changed your life absolutely yes absolutely. but and and so tell us what has it done for you let me start with a with a with a story it was my first day at Kumon and um, you know new to Johannesburg just come up from Durban and I was invited to a center and to watch these children work on the Kimon method. And I saw a three-year-old, and she belonged to the Melrose Center. Our instructor there is Verve Channon. And um, this child was adding three. She's three years old, adding three. Firstly, while she can hold a pencil correctly. Then she's adding three mentally, and she's just going bam, bam, bam down the page. And I was shocked. And then I thought, I need to have children. Because I want my children to do the Kumon method. There's just no two ways about it. I, I need to have children because they need to do the Kumon method. And I thought, how can something have such an impact on my life? And I just started exploring it more and more and more. And every time I'm you know, immersed in the Kumon method or I watch a child um, work and I think, this is such an amazing program. It's not about the math. It's about developing this little being into this confident person who's ready to tackle anything. And um, and we should all want that. Well, here's someone who was no lacking in confidence, Luciano Pavarotti. This is the famous Nessun Dorma by Puccini. Well, they were certainly enjoying that. That was Zubin Mehta conducting Luciano Pavarotti singing Nessun Dorma from Turandot by Giacomo Puccini. The choice of Sophia Capriandiers, and she's from our four-way centre. That's uh, and she's also a Kumon instructor. Now it's actually there's quite a nice variety of music here too. So your instructors are obviously quite wise people. <laughs> Natasha is a she's the training manager for Kumon in Africa. Tell me the ages of people that are in this program. 
All right, so Kumon is for any age and any ability. Um, in South Africa, our youngest uh, started at two, and one of our oldest students um, just completed the program at 69. So it really isn't a limit on age. It's more, um, it's any age and any ability as well. And when you say it's maths and English teaching, uh, is this a d with the same instructor or do you have different instructors? So it's the same instructor who facilitates the learning in both the subjects. So a child comes to the center and they enroll in um, either maths or English or maths and English. And the method is the same. We develop the child and how to learn on their own from what's in front of them. So using some of the guiding functions of the worksheets, learning from examples, applying previously learned work to what's in front of them. And um, the entire Kumon method is based on small steps. So the instructor facilitates this learning um, with, with the children. Do you think that Suzuki <clears throat> Excuse me. Do you think that Suzuki is in some way connected to Kumon or not? Um, I think it's connected in the philosophies and um, it was uh, Suzuki was also developed by uh, Shinichi Suzuki. Probably around the same time. Um, yes. Yes. I think it's roughly the same. It time. is roughly around the same time. And the philosophies are connected because with the Suzuki method, they too believe that any child can learn, that it, it's not just the excellent students. Any child can learn, provided the right environment. And we believe the same with Kumon, provided the right input, any child can excel. The Suzuki method, as well as the Kumon method, believes in small steps, so not giant leaps. But through these little steps, children start achieving. And then there comes a point when they turn around and they're like, oh, look how far we've come without even knowing it. It's also about uh, building confidence, I think, which yes. is, I mean, so much of teaching, I think, mm. or instructing or educating, mm. whatever you want to call it, is about building confidence. Because I was also a teacher of English mm. and music in my time mm. at a prep school, a junior, a junior school. And I mean, I, I was very aware that making people confident was actually the key to everything. And here is our friend Ludwig van Beethoven, who must have been an extraordinary child. Ferelise is the piece, Vessel van Weyck, the pianist. That was Ferelise by Ludwig van Beethoven. The choice of? Anneke Marais. Anneke Marais. Maybe she was a pianist in her youth, <laughs> who knows. Vessel van Weyck was the pianist there. Now, this is very interesting because, you know, in music, um, many extraordinary musicians were child prodigies mm. who were unbelievably developed in certain areas for their age. Do you come across special children in this program as well? Or are they all special? <laughs> yes, of course. All children are special. They but certainly yes, are. Yeah. We do come across um, these children. I'll just, I'll just give you an example. Um, our our program for maths goes up to calculus, for example. Um, that's, uh, you know, to calculus. We had a student in the Philippines. Um, she started when she was three years old on the maths program, and she started with the basic counting, um, counting up to 100. Three years later, she's six years old, right? Six years and six months. I see the smile on your face <laughs> there. She completed calculus. In three years, at six years old, she completed calculus, and 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 she's not a unique case. There's there's many many of those cases that um, we've studied along the way. Well, and of course we have many in music too. If you think of Mozart, Mendelssohn, mm -hmm. William Crotch, uh, Beethoven, there are many child prodigies in music. S strangely enough probably more in music, funny enough, than other disciplines. And I always wonder why that is. Because you don't find child prodigies in visual arts, for example. Uh, and I find this a fascinating thing and something to be explored, I think. You're listening to People of Note on Classic 1027. My guest tonight is Natasha Moodley, who is the National Training Manager for Kumon Africa. We're going to take a short break and we'll be back after this. That was the Ode to Joy by Beethoven 
and we had Beethoven just before the break as well, and that was a special version of it by the Opera Babes. Well, you have to have all different sorts of arrangements these days in music, because that's what it's all about, is different arrangements. And you're listening to Classic 1027, and People of Note is the program. My guest is Natasha Moodley. And that was chosen by whom? Joan Wright from Cape Town. Joan Wright from Cape Town. And, dear listeners, you may be noticing that we're saying who chose these because Natasha chose to get all the people around the country who are part of this program to select the music for her. And I think this is a good time to talk about the concert that's coming up because Kumon, I guess, in honor of your anniversary, if it came uh, 1958, was it? 60. 60. It's our 60th, 60th year, mm. and that's a good time to celebrate. So apart from other ways, which we'll hear about, you're also celebrating by supporting uh, a concert, which is the Suzuki National Concert, which is held once a year, this year on the 20th of May at 10.30 at the Linda Auditorium. You can book tickets at Web Tickets. And how did you come to be supporting that concert? We have uh, three, um, three of our students um, are with the Suzuki method of music as well. So we've just noticed how, how closely linked the two methods are. These children are doing brilliantly in our center. They also exude confidence and we just wanted to see where all that came from. And so mom invited us to one of their concerts and we're just amazed at the talent. We're amazed at um, what children are able to do, such talent out there. And um, this year we decided um, there's not enough um, being given to the arts, so why not? Why why not um, support the arts? Well, it's a wonderful thing. And uh, that's all happening at the Linda Auditorium on the 20th of May in the morning. So get down there. It's an amazing event, actually, with about 120 children on the stage all playing stringed instruments, violin or cello or viola, I guess, if they're big enough. But of course, all this is based around children. And Sergei Prokofiev, the Russian composer, also had a piece for children. This was called Peter and the Wolf. Here's just a short extract from it. That was an extract from Peter and the Wolf by Sergei Prokofiev, chosen by? Lydia Sneiman. There we go. So. All of the you see these Kumon people are obviously interested in music because they all were able to make a choice. This is good, and that uh, of course is part of the whole training program. The Russians had a great training program for children in music, as do the Japanese, and as we know, a lot of Orientals from uh, Korea, China, Singapore, Hong Kong, Japan, the Philippines are involved in classical music. And I think this is a very interesting thing, certainly for us, because you go around orchestras in Europe now, and there are a lot of um, Eastern people playing in orchestras. Do you find that certain types of people are drawn to your program? The amazing thing about Kumon is that it is really pitched at any ability. So we have those students, and I'm just going to share a few of these stories with you. Um, we were speaking about confidence earlier on, and um, there was a little girl, grade five student, that came to us, and she wouldn't speak in class. She wouldn't speak to anyone. She'd whisper, and she was very introverted. Um, three, four months after studying on the Kumon method, and we started her with the English program, so a lot of reading, building that confidence, she joined the debate team at school. From not being able to raise her hand because she's shy, from not being able to speak in class, she joined the school's debating team. And that for us was just, that's a magic moment. Um, and to know that that's what the program can do. So we had that student, then we had another student, um, uh, our little champ, and um, his mom brought him to Kumon because the work at school was too easy for him and the teachers were getting quite annoyed. You know, he finishes his work so quickly, he, he knows it all and started getting a chip on his shoulder. Oh, you know, this is too easy for me. 
And so then he came to Kumon for us to start try and stretch him a little bit, you know, challenge him, show him that there's so much more, that he really has to think and he can think. And um, and he's done wonderfully, so wonderfully, in fact, that um, he got his report at the end of the first term. He's in grade two. And they said to him when he comes back, he doesn't need to join grade two. He must now join grade three. So he's done a term of grade two. When he goes back or when he's gone back now, um, he's starting grade three. So definitely different spectrums. You know, the children who need that um, enrichment because they're, they're doing the best that they can at school and there's no challenge there, but also the remedial children who need that extra bit of help. Your next choice is by Edouard Dupuis, and it's a bassoon concerto. This is the first movement from it, played by Bram van Sambeek with the Sinfonia Rotterdam. That was a bassoon concerto by Edouard Dupuis. Bram van Sambeek was playing there with the Sinfonia Rotterdam, under Conrad van Alphen, the choice of Natasha Moodley, who's my guest in People of Note. She's the training manager for Kumon Africa. And we were hearing about the links between uh, Kumon and confidence in children and development. And it's interesting that um, age seems to come in. Most of your students, I take it, are younger rather than older. I mean, you mentioned the lady of 69, but that's unusual. It is unusual. It is unusual. We do find that the students that are coming through the centers are coming in younger and younger. I mean, a few years ago, you would get students from six years old to about 14. That's our big market. But now we're getting more and more two-year-olds and three-year-olds. And it, it just shows, you know, parents want the best for their children right from the word go. And does it cost to come to your classes? Do yes. the, the families have to pay? Yes, 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 of course. Just give us an idea. Uh, so our prices range from about a 400 to 600 rand a month. Because it's franchise-based, it does depend on the franchisee what um, they choose to cost uh, charge within that range. And is it once a week or twice a week, or how often do they do it? So Kumon is a daily study program. A daily? It's a daily study program because we believe our brain is a little bit like a muscle, so we need to exercise it often, and a little bit of work every day will go a long way. So um, Kumon is daily study a little bit of work every day however children come to the center twice a week and it's that contact point at the center that's most valuable that's where the training takes place that's where the facilitation takes place that's where the development of the self-learning takes place now like Suzuki do the parents come along and see what's going on and then help people at home we do invite uh, parents to come along. However, the parents are not seated next to their children or in the same classroom because there's children of different ages, different abilities, different needs all within that class. Uh, but there's regular communication with our parents and parents are expected to oversee the homework at home. So we do train parents as well with our enrollments on how to oversee work, how to mark work and um, do you know actually how to praise their babies and tell them how wonderfully they're doing? Which I'm sure they do. Yes. <laughs> well, here comes uh, the Slaves Chorus from Nabucco. This is by Verdi. It's the Johannesburg Festival Orchestra. I'm conducting. The famous Slaves Chorus, Va Pensiero, by Verdi, from his opera Nabucco. That was the Johannesburg Festival Orchestra and the Symphony Choir of Johannesburg, conducted by myself, the choice of? Brenda Lawrence. Brenda Lawrence, another one of the uh, instructors from Kumon, Africa. You're listening to People of Note on Classic 1027. And I, we're doing this um, interview because Kumon uh, is in a way connected to Suzuki, particularly this year in their 60th anniversary. And recently we had an interview with a Suzuki instructor, a very gentle person um, who came into the studio to tell us about how it's done. And I get the feeling that Kumon is also quite a gentle process because the kids have to buy into it and presumably they volunteer to come and they want have to want to come each time. So it's not a sort of force feeding type of thing. It's a go at your pace. Absolutely. I think 
one of the things we pride ourselves in is that we want to develop the joy of learning. It shouldn't be a task. It shouldn't be a struggle for the child. But in order to develop the joy of learning, we have to go at the child's pace. So going at the child's pace doesn't mean necessarily the child's dictating the pace, not at all. Of course, there's a level of challenge, but we always start with what the child can do. And then it's the small steps from that point. And through that, the child gains that confidence. And once they gain that confidence, they want to do a little bit more and a little bit more. And that's really how we motivate our students, showing them that what they can do and actually believing that they can do it as well. Where is the, uh, I mean, I know you say the big center of Kumon is in, in Japan. Where is the sort of next, in the English-speaking world, where is the next biggest center of Kumon? Um, when you say center, do you mean in terms of number? Numbers of people who are actively involved. Would it be in the United States or it's Europe or where? It's in North America. North, America, in North America has a huge, huge um, um, Kumon company, many, many centers. I don't have an exact number. Yeah, but it's big. It's huge. Yeah. It's huge. So we've got 4.4 million students across the okay, world that's studying. Good, yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's 4.4 million. So basically every minute of every day, someone in the world is studying on the Kumon method. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. That's, it's, it's a whole movement. I wouldn't, I'd be interested to know from the Suzuki people how many students are involved in the Suzuki method. I suspect it's a similar number too. Next is The Prayer by David Foster, Natasha Marsh, and Garda Cortes are the singers. That was The Prayer by David Foster, Natasha Marsh, and Garda Cortes singing there with a contract orchestra. And this was from Jacqueline Stenka. Do you know all these people? I know Jacqueline Stenger. <laughs> um, she works really closely with us at the, the company center in Rosebank. And um, yes, I do actually know most of most of these instructors. I, I'd say a good 95, 98% of them. And just tell me when, if you want to be an advanced instructor in Kumon, let's say, do you have to go somewhere else for training or can it all be done here? Do you ever go to Japan or to America to learn more? So me personally, as I am the one who's um, the catalyst or conduit, as it were, with the training in Africa, yes, I do travel extensively. I have been to Japan several times. I've been um, to North America. I've, re I've actually just landed. I've been in Greece all of last week. Um, so Greece is the training hub for Europe. So I've just been there last week. And what I do is when I come back with this information, try and create little workshops to upskill um, our instructors. And you have regular training sessions for instructors here. Yes. 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 We believe it's a dynamic learning organization. There's no such thing as it's good enough. You know, you, you're unfinished. The minute you think you, you're finished, in comes the ego, out goes the learning. So, as always, we're constantly, constantly updating our instructors and providing learning opportunities for them. Well, here comes someone who did her homework well, pretty Yende, because uh, probably listeners don't know, before she did her singing, she actually studied accountancy. And I think she has a BA in accountancy before she studied her singing. And that, I'm sure, will stand her in good stead. This is pretty Yende singing Una voce poco fa from the Barber of Seville by Rossini. Pretty Yende singing Una voce poco fa from the Barber of Seville by Rossini. And this is from Melissa Pike. Thank you. Well, we're moving along uh, hearing about Kumon uh, with Natasha Moodley. So what are your big events that you have in the year? This year being your 60th anniversary, how are you celebrating that? So we're having a regional um, conference. When I say regional, it's Europe and Africa combined. And we're having um, a, a conference in London this year to celebrate the 60th anniversary. But next year, um, we are having a huge global worldwide um, conference in Japan. And you'll be going? Well, I hope I'll be going. <laughs> And that yes. is what to also to celebrate whatever it is that yes, you're you celebrating. Yes, to celebrate the achievements, to look at the success stories, to see how far we've come, and also to look ahead where we're going next. You know what's what's happening next. Is there a limit to what you can do with Kumon, or is it unlimited? The sky is the limit. It's unlimited. 
if there was yeah. beyond the sky, then 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 there. Um, and it's funny that you used those words because that's exactly what we're saying. There's a limit to how much you can teach, but there's no limit to how much a child can learn on their own. Once they've done the maths and the English, are there other things that they can do as well? In terms of subjects, um, yes, with the Cumon method. Yes, with the Cumon method. So the Cumon method in South Africa um, focuses on maths and English. Those are the tools that that, that we use to develop self-learning. However, in Japan, for example, there's Kokugo, which is the, the native language. But in South Africa, we have the maths and the English, the skills from which they can apply to any subject at school. So the idea then is that you, you learn a method and you apply the method to other subjects. Yes. Yeah. Well, it sounds a wonderful thing. By the Beautiful Blue Danube is your next choice. This is by Johann Strauss. That was the Blue Danube by Johann Strauss, the National Symphony Orchestra, under my direction. And that's the choice of Carol Anderson, who is one of the Cumon instructors. We were talking about the celebrations that you're having, uh, and I guess uh, if people, again, if you want to contact Kumon here, you would go to the website, www.kumon.co.za, and if they want to contact you directly, there's a link on the website, is yes. there? Yeah. And I guess also, if are there people who've been through your training sessions, like I'm thinking of younger people now have been through who then become trainers themselves later? Yes, um, we have our, one of our instructors in Pretoria. She was a Kumon student. She completed the Kumon um, uh, program, did mechanical engineering and decided, I, I really want to give back to my community. And she is now a Kumon instructor. Alongside another career? No. 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 Um, being a Kumon instructor is a full-time investment. It takes a lot to really understand each one of your children and to apply the method individually um, to their needs. And it really is a full-time job. So we don't encourage, um, you know, second, secondary employment as well. Only in the children. Because <laughs> <laughs> they go to school and then they come ah, to you. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, it's it's an amazing thing, and I I've seen uh, you know children coming up through the Suzuki method, which is sort of closely linked in in style to this, mm -hmm. and in course in in place of origin. And I wonder if both of these systems came out of Japan because of perhaps the destruction in Japan during the Second World War, and then something new had to grow out of that. Is that a fair comment? I think it is a very fair comment. Both the Suzuki method and the Kumon method all look at the heart of the child and wanting them to be better citizens. So I think, yeah, that's a very fair comment. Yo-Yo Ma is the next choice. This is the prelude from the Cello Suite by J.S. Bach. That was Yo-Yo Ma playing the prelude from the Cello Suite by J.S. Bach, and it was the choice of Mariska Roo, which is very appropriate. Yes, and I'm smiling because Mariska Roo is exactly who I was speaking about. A Kumon student has now become one of our very um, own instructors. You're listening to People of Note on Classic 1027. That was South African pianist Mark Nixon playing the intermezzo in A major by Johannes Brahms, the choice of... Marty Bjorkman. There we go another instructor and perhaps you could just tell us something about these instructors so i mentioned before you know in order to apply to become instructor <coughs> it's most important to have that heart to want to nurture and develop children um, because it's not a teaching method it's very important that we observe our students looking at what their current ability is really looking at what they can do and then through discovering what they can do, start developing their ability. And we do that by um, observing students working and ensuring that what work we give them is at the just right level for that child. And it's not pitched too low or too, um, <coughs> too much above um, what they can do. So just the right amount of challenge. But in order to do that, it's really important that the instructor understands the child in front of them. Uh, come on, it's... Um, it's not about teaching the child what they don't know. 
it's about first understanding what the child does know. So we never start with the assumption that the child doesn't know. We start with the assumption that the child knows and we observe very closely. And at that exact point where there might be a challenge, that's when we step in to facilitate. And even the facilitation, we always give the child that self-learning space and we wait for that aha moment. Um, so, so it's important for us to understand the child in front of us. It's important for us to understand the material and to make that link. So um, it's not as simple as um, giving out the material. It's more about understanding the child, knowing the content and making that link between the two. And we're going to hear another piece of music now. And I would be interested after this if people who do homeschooling are more inclined to use your methods perhaps than people who go through the formal schooling system. But we're going to hear something by Mozart, who was sort of the ultimate homeschooled child. He never went to what we would understand as a school. His father taught him everything he knew. Whether he was well adjusted to life after that or not is, is another matter, but his father taught him his all his training in music came from his father. And this is the part of the clarinet concerto in A major by Mozart. Edward Miaznikov is the soloist with the symphony orchestra of the Bolshoi Theater of Russia. One of the most beautiful slow movements in all of music, the slow movement from the clarinet concerto by Mozart, played by Edward Miaznikov with the symphony orchestra of the Bolshoi Theater of Russia under Alexander Lazarev. And that was from Alva Bjorkman. Another of the instructors, because the instructors have chosen all this music. So tell me about homeschooling. Do, do you find a big take-up in homeschoolers for your system? Um, in Johannesburg, not so much, but I do believe in the outlying areas like in Mpumalanga, in the Northern Cape, in the Free State, um, there are quite a few homeschooling students who do Kumon. Because I think the homeschooling uh, system, if you like to call it that, is becoming more widespread in South Africa. I think more and more people are homeschooling their children um, just because I think they want to spend time with their children. They are perhaps have lost a bit of faith in the, mm. the state system of education. And education in South Africa is quite intense now on all sides, whether it's uh, state or private. I think people are much more involved in the education of their children now. Perhaps that's why the system is growing. And I think that is exactly what the beauty of Kumon is, is that we open so many doors. We're, we're not um, aligned to one specific curriculum. We're an internationally based program. So children who study on the Kumon method can, um, can go anywhere in the world and still be confident and have these abilities. And because we're working at the child's pace, um, parents enjoy that, that they're, they're, the, the children are not being pushed in any way, but the children are still being challenged. So it's a lovely balance that we provide at Kumon. And do you trace your alumni so that you know who's got places who've studied through your Kumon method? We haven't uh, been uh, tracing them very closely, but yes, like would be you quite know, interesting to know. Yes, yeah. but um, globally, um, yes, you know, there's doctors and architects and uh, those sorts that are again giving back to the community. So there's a there's definitely a, a level of tracing there. But they're all blessed spirits, and here comes the dance of the blessed spirits by Christoph Willibald Gluck, with the National Symphony Orchestra playing. That was the Dance of the Blessed Spirits by Gluck, played by the National Symphony Orchestra. And thank you very much, Marina Bell, for that. She suggested that. Yes, Marina yeah. Bell suggested And are these uh, people who have suggested these, are they from all around the country? Yes. Uh, so, so far we've had uh, the Free State, we've had uh, Cape Town, we've had Mpumalanga, um, and we've had a few from Johannesburg. And I have to say, this is the first time, I think, that we've had a sort of... Uh, uh, people of note where people all around South Africa have chosen. So I hope you're all listening, dear people, <laughs> to Classic FM, because you can listen to this also on Channel 587 of DSTV, and I hope that many of you do listen there. Because last couple of weeks ago I had uh, people writing in from Zimbabwe and all around South Africa when we interviewed mm -hmm. Peter Dirk Ace 
and they they wrote in to say how much they were enjoying listening to that. So if you do uh, like this program, then please write to whoever it is that I'm interviewing, and you can go to the website www.cumon.co.za. Do you deal also with uh, the internet, or is it only one-on-one? So the Cumon method is a pencil and paper method, and it's um, no, we do not use the internet in any way. So it's definitely a human intervention. Absolutely. You see, the value of the method lies in the contact point between the instructor and the student. If we want to learn about the student, if we're working at the student's own pace and developing their individual ability, that contact is very necessary, and that might be lost. Um, And we also don't do um, correspondence classes for that very reason, because of that contact point, which is essential for their development. So when you choose instructors, is there some sort of, um, I mean, I mean this in the nicest way, uh, Mm. like an elimination process? Are there some instructors that apply but are not chosen? Absolutely. There are definitely prerequisites, as with any business. Um, So... In order to become a a Kumon instructor, you need to have a certain mathematical ability. And in that orientation session I spoke about earlier, where we're sharing the program um, with with the candidates that attend, we need to see, uh, it's going to sound a bit silly, but we need to see your heart. We need to see that twinkle in your eye. Are you wowed by what Kumon can do? Are you amazed? by what children are capable of. Can you align yourself with this philosophy? Or is it a business for you? Because if so, then maybe it's not the right fit. Music now by Vasily Kalinikov. This is the Symphony Number no. 1, played by the Symphony Orchestra of Russia. Well, it's the second movement from the symphony. Veronika Dudarova is the conductor. That was part of the Symphony Number no. 1 in G minor by Vasily Kalinikov, played by the Symphony Orchestra of Russia under Veronika Dudarova. And that was the choice of? Marisa Frewen. There we go, wherever you are, Marisa. And I'm just interested to know, because just seeing there a female conductor, Veronika Dudarova, are most of your structures female or male, or is there a good mixture? Um, we have both male and female instructors. However, the majority of our instructors are female. Is that partly to do with the age of the people that you're instructing? Because they're mostly young. I don't know that that has anything to do with it. Perhaps what it has to do with is the age of our instructors. <laughs> and what, are they younger people or older um, people? Or we what? are getting a few younger people, but we, we mainly middle-aged um, um, instructors. And have most of them come from other areas of education? Are most of them former teachers, school teachers? The bulk of our existing um, instructors are former teachers. Uh, but now we're getting, you know, lots of people from corporate coming in saying, you know what, I've climbed, I've climbed. I've had my, enough. Yeah, <laughs> no, oh, oh, you know what, I've, I've climbed the ladder. My career is where I wanted it to be. I want to give back now. And that's really heartening for, for these um, instructors to say, it's time for me to give back, and that's why I'm choosing Kumon. Well, also, I guess it's a change of lifestyle also. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Claude Debussy is your next choice. This is the famous Claire de Lune, Vessel van Weyck playing. Vessel van Weyck, South African pianist playing Claire de Lune by Claude Debussy. And that was requested by Lornay Golden. Wherever you are, Lornay, that was your choice. And I'm talking to Natasha Moodley, who is the training manager for Kumon Africa. And I'll just give you that uh, website again, www.kumon.co.za. And we're doing this because uh, Kumon and Suzuki are working together. Well, I don't know about Kumon and Suzuki, but the Kumon uh, organization and the Suzuki national concert are working together and if any of you are able to go then 10:30 on the 20th of may at the linda auditorium is the place to be and you can book at web tickets uh, to go to that and both uh, systems or methods were developed in japan shortly after the second world war and i know that one of the pieces that they play in the suzuki method is by vivaldi And we've got some Vivaldi coming up next. This is 
Spring from the Four Seasons, Janine Janssen performing. That was the first movement of Spring from the Four Seasons by Antonio Vivaldi. Janine Janssen playing there, and I said earlier that was the sort of music you can expect to hear at the Suzuki National Concert on the 20th of May. Now, I know what prompts people to take their children to have Suzuki method. What mm. prompts parents to bring their children to you? Do you know, I think the initial prompt is different from why they stay. So the initial prompt is either my child um, needs more enrichment in, in, in the subject or my child actually needs some help. You know, my child's not doing well. But the reason that they stay is more important. And uh, the reason that they stay is because they see this huge difference in their child. They see a child who's willing to overcome challenges. They see a child who wants to discover on their own, who wants to learn on their own. And I mean, these are qualities that any parent wants for their child. We're not going to be there all the time for them. We're not, we're not going to be able to guide them all the time. So why not give them the skills to find solutions for themselves, to be able to persevere, for them to be able to 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 see a challenge and not be afraid of it, but to say, hey, here's a challenge. What can I do? And feel that joy when they overcome a challenge. And that's what we do at Kumon. So there you are. If you want uh, to find out more about this, then there's the website www.kumon.co.za. And now we've got Simon and Garfunkel, Sounds of Silence. Sounds of Silence by Simon and Garfunkel. And that was the choice of Marty van den Berg, also one of the instructors from Kuban. I think it was really nice touch to get all your instructors to suggest the music because it's sort of given us quite a wide range of music also. So we're coming towards the end of the program. And uh, if people want to see Kuman in action, can they do that? Can they come along and watch what goes on just so they can get an idea? They're absolutely welcome to come through and observe a class day to have a look at what our instructors do and look at the smiling faces of our children once they've achieved something. Absolutely. And how do they do that? They can go onto our website. Our website has a list of all our centers and the contact details for those centers. And they're more than welcome to contact the instructor directly to set up an appointment or reviewing, as it were. Um, I'd like to call it an experience, actually. Experience the Kumon method. Um, yeah, they're more than welcome to do that. And that's www.kumon.co.za. K-U-M-O-N. And uh, here comes someone... Uh, uh, who was very interesting in the music world, David Helfgott. He had a, a nervous breakdown and somehow had to get back into the world of music again, which he managed to do. Um, but his, uh, he was in the middle of a performance, actually, when he had uh, a sev severe memory lapse and really never quite got over it until he started performing again. This is David Helfgott performing The Flight of the Bumblebee. David Helfgott, who has visited South Africa on several occasions, there he was playing The Flight of the Bumblebee by Nikolai Rimsky-Korsakov. And that was a request from Lucinda Sierges. And as I was saying earlier, these are all uh, Kumon instructors who've chosen the music. Well, we're coming right up to the end of the program now, and I thank you very much for listening. I just want to say that the Kumon Group and Suzuki Method have got together to support this concert on the 20th of May at the Linda Auditorium, the Suzuki National Concert. You can get your tickets at Web Tickets and do get along there because it's really interesting to see so many young people, 120 of them playing together on the stage. It's a very disciplined method, but when I say disciplined, it's actually a self-disciplined method, and I'm sure Kumon has a lot to do with that as well. Absolutely. So discipline sometimes has a negative connotation, discipline, but not at all. It's the self-discipline. It's the ability to do something in a certain way because you want to, because you can do it. And, and I think in that way, we're very closely linked to the Suzuki method. It's a sort of training for life, as we've said yes. a couple of times yes. in this program. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and you are obviously happy doing what you're doing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, in addition to training our franchisees, I am also an instructor to students. So I also, you know, that, that moment where 
you can see that little frown, that, that little um, brow. brow, you know, that, that frown, and then they're thinking and they're thinking, and then all of a sudden, the twinkle in their eye because they got it. And they didn't get it because teacher said. They got it because they unpacked something on their own, that self-realization. And that's what Kumon's about, being able to learn on your own and that joy that you get out of that. And then, of course, once you've developed yourself, being able to understand things, the winner takes it all. Anna-Sophie von Otter, the singer there of The Winner Takes It All, the song, of course, by Benny and Bjorn from ABBA. You've been listening to People of Note on Classic 1027, and my guest tonight was Natasha Moodley from Kumon, Africa, and they are sponsoring the concert of the Suzuki uh, method, which is happening on the 20th of May. This program is broadcast every Sunday from 6 to 9, and I know that there are many listeners around South Africa, so I hope you've got something from tonight, and that if you have children of your own, or grandchildren, or children that you know, or it doesn't have to be children, it could be anyone, uh, put them in touch with www.cumon.co.za, and that's K-U-M-O-N. And so it remains for me to say thank you, Natasha, for coming in and telling us about this. It was an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. And thank you to all your instructors who've sent us music to be played. As I said, that was a new experience for us because <laughs> normally it's your choice, but now it was all your instructors. And thanks, of course, to Pitt Buerta for helping us put it all together. And we apologize again for the grinding sounds in the background, but there's something being built here in Melrose Arch which is causing all this noise. But we hope you'll join us during the week. I'll be back with Full Works every weekday evening and, of course, back next Sunday with another person of note. So thank you to all for listening. And until next time, from all of us here, we wish you a very good night. <laughs>